This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Hello and welcome to Literati, a podcast about books and all the foolish little fools who write those dumb fucking things. We, as always, are your hosts. I'm Michael Wolf, And I'm Colin O'Brien. Now, a lot of people ask us, guys, your podcast is unpopular. How can you stay afloat in such a competitive podcast market? And our answer to that is, well, our fan base might not be huge. <laughs> I mean, we're no Joe Rogans or Mark Marins, but the fans we do have are rabid and loyal. just kidding we don't have fans the literati podcast is actually just a money laundering front yeah we're like the podcast equivalent to one of those mom and pop convenience stores in the city that never have any customers and you're like how the hell do they stay in business with these insane rent prices now you know we're criminals yep but that doesn't mean we don't love to read and write quite the opposite in fact we were born to be writers writing for us was a calling. So true. Michael, when did you know you were a writer? Well, personally, I was 17, and writing for me, how do I put it? I guess I would just compare writing to an emergency surgical procedure. I had these stories inside of me, and I just had to get them out of me by any means necessary, or they would fester in my body. Later, I found out that the feeling I thought was stories trying to get out was actually a burst appendix, which had ruptured (laughs) in my body. I let it go untreated for years. When I eventually realized I needed immediate actual medical attention. Well, I'd already finished my MFA and sunk a ton of money into trying to become a professional writer. So by that point, I just figured, hey, what the hell? I'll stick with it. Very cool. And as for me, I became a writer because I'm what is known as physically weak in a way that defies medical science. Mm. And a pen is the heaviest thing I can lift on my own. So my career options were limited. I mean, even feeding myself is a major struggle. My doctor has said I'm extremely malnourished and very near death. Also, your muscles look bad. Oh, yeah, I do not look good in a tank top. So now you know that we're experienced writers qualified to teach you about writing. But believe it or not, some people still won't listen to us and take our writing advice, no matter how many times we sneak up on them from behind in the library. So we figured, hey, if you won't listen to us, maybe you'll listen to some advice from some of the greatest authors of our time in a segment we're calling Learning from the Greats. This will be a new recurring segment where we'll break down a piece of writing advice from one particular author. 
And today we're going to focus on the advice of the writer Charles Bukowski. Yes. So we'll listen to some clips from a televised interview he did. Yeah. Now, he's clearly drunk. <laughs> I mean, when wasn't he? But the advice is still priceless. I mean, some real gems in there. Let's... I'm so excited to listen. Oh, they're great. Here, let's load up the first one. Uh, and here we go. And boom. When you write, your words must go like this. Mm. Bim, bim, bim. Bim, bim, bim. Bim, bim, bim. Bim, bim, bim. Okay, okay. so that was the first, okay. that was the first clip. I, Very I, cool. Yeah. Bim, bim, bim. So, Just, Colin, what, yeah. I know you picked this out. Um, uh -huh. What do you think that means? Uh, so, I mean, at, at first glance, it would seem like he's just saying that that is just what your line should say. Bim, 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 no, bim, it's no. got to be deeper than that. Yeah, Maybe that's sort of the spirit of the line. That yeah. There's got to be this flowing, this bim, bim, bim yeah. to the writing. Well, let's let's continue. Maybe Great. maybe maybe his advice will start to I reveal like that. itself. I hear yeah. that. In, in, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's okay. play another one. Here's the, here's the next uh, piece of device. Each line must be full of a delicious little juice. Okay. Okay, okay. that I get. Okay, yeah. It's Each line's got to have a little... Little juice to yeah. it, yeah. Well, it's like, um, you know, um, fruit, delicious fruit yes. is full of juice, yes. and that's what makes it special. Is 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 you can squeeze it and you get the essence right. out. Right. So, like, like a piece of writing should you should want to bite into it, like yeah. a juicy piece of fruit. Yes. Okay, it releases its innards all over okay. you. I love that. That's uh, great. Yeah. So, uh, I guess let's keep going. And see what yeah, else he has course. to say. Uh, they must make you like to turn a page. Bim bim bim. Okay. What there's these that guys bim, bim, bim. do, they say, well, in uh, blah, 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 da, 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 there was a porch chair. The flies were walking around. You see, they're too leisurely. Each line must have its own power, its own feeling, its own juice. Okay, there he is they with the juice. Okay, there he is with the juice again. Yeah, okay, and the bim, and bim, the bim, 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 bim. Okay, so it's okay. starting to come together. I liked, I, I guess. well, so I, well, one thing he was pretty... Um, you know, uh, kind of uh, putting down these other writers who yeah. write slowly and, and the words sure, language. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, come on, get right to it. Yeah. Just have something to say and yeah. say it. Yeah, just really quickly and very juicy. And how drunk, Colin, how drunk do you think he was? I bet he at least had two beers. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's just, yeah. you know, that most anyone's ever drank. Yeah. Well, let's keep, uh, let's keep going, I guess. Yeah. It must not bore anybody. You have to have juice in each line. Okay, he really wants you to have juice, guys. Yeah, but okay? I mean, I agree. You shouldn't bore anyone. No. If, if, if you have a line that's totally dry, throw a little juice <laughs> yeah, in there. Yeah, you gotta have juice. Okay, and then here we go. Uh, Each line must be an entity unto itself. Okay. But must carry its own, like a voltage juice. Like mm. a, okay, like a voltage, like a voltage juice? Is that what we're hearing? Huh. Yeah, uh, I'm not okay. sure what that meant. Yeah. I didn't get that part of it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I compiled it all together. Maybe okay. like hearing it all right, together. Right, because we're hearing maybe... these clips. Yeah. It's out of context. So let's just hear it all together. Okay, and uh, this should, I think it should start to make sense. Your words must go like this. Bim, bim, bim. Bim, bim, bim. Bim, bim, bim. Bim, bim, bim. Each line must be full of a delicious little juice. Bim, bim, bim. Each line must have its own power, its own feeling, its own juice. You have to have juice in each line, like a voltage juice. Huh. Well, it's nice to die of alcoholism. It's very glorious. Your words must go like bim, 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 bim. Each line must have its own juice. Bim, bim, bim. You have to have juice. Bim, bim, bim. Juice. Bim, bim, bim. Bim, bim, bim. 
Bim bim bim. Bim bim bim. Bim bim bim. Bim bim bim. Voltage juice. Bim bim bim. Each line must be full of a delicious little juice flavor. Okay, so yeah, I think it's starting to make sense. Now that I hear the unedited version. <laughs> and this is unedited. This is yeah. Now I get it. Yeah. Okay. So I guess if I was to put my own spin on it, and uh-huh. who am I to step yeah, near the sure, feet of the yeah. gods? But I would say that each line must go bim bim. <laughs> and have juice. Yeah, and then the juice gives your words flavor. Yeah, if your story is slow, give it the juice. Wow. If your character's not coming to life, give it the juice. I love this. So that's yeah. just um, the words of the great Charles Bukowski. Um, so if nothing else, we've earned our keep here on the Literati Podcast. We have given you real writing advice for the first time and I would say 17 years. Yep. Now, today we're very excited because we have an author on to read for you all who is... Uh, Let's just say he gives them the juice. Oh, yeah, you guys are going to get the juice today. Yeah, there's not a dry word in his writing. He is the author of the hit John Baldwin series. Please welcome Hank Nohario. Ah, hello. Hello, Colin, Michael. Hello. Thank, thank you so much for being here. We are absolutely delighted. I'm thrilled. You're one of my my, my favorite writers, and your books are... I, I You write them so fast, I can barely keep up. Thank you, Michael. You are looking very handsome, Colin, less so. Oh, huh. Okay, I, I. Oh wait, I. Okay. Thank you, thank you for that. I appreciate is it. it. Is it because I I haven't slept or I didn't sleep very well? Because of his night. muscles, how they're yeah. deteriorating. No. Yeah, no. It's simply huh. what is on your head and on your face. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This ties I, I've into heard your about. I've heard. Of, okay, yeah. You, you're talking about my my hair. Is it, I, I I'm sorry. Is that? Oh I, no! I I don't yeah. I don't mean to insult or point fingers, but I'm just you know. Colin, he's just making an observation. Okay. I'm very handsome and I look very good, and you less so. Now I wish okay. more of our guests. Well, if would it's start not my hair, way. then is it my female body inspector hat? It's it, on my head that you don't. Doesn't like? even say FBI. It just <laughs> says spelled out in Helvetica font, female body. <laughs> yes, inspector. your T-shirt is wildly unclear. Uh, let me go back. It is your hair. Okay. Okay. All right. We're getting right to it. It is your hair. Okay. Now, John, you. Um, sorry, Hank. Uh, author of the sometimes I get you and John Baldwin confused. It's easy to see why because there you put some of yourself into your main it's character. True. It's true. I love that. Uh, my character is seven foot one, as am I. Uh, we both have a smooth dome on our heads. Mm. Uh, we're both master lovers. Oh, mm. <laughs> and as we all know, uh, my incredible series of books of John Baldwin has been translated into over a dozen languages and are available in every bookstore around the world, even the shitty ones in third world countries. Oh, wow. That's very impressive. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, at 7-1, you're quite the intimidating figure. Big man. Big, yeah, big, big yeah. man, yeah. Big man, big thoughts, big words. Yeah, big wow. pen, too. It's big pen, That Thank is you. the biggest pen I've yes. ever seen. It's yeah. in proportion. Yes. <laughs> it's also it a way. novelty cigar. It doubles. <laughs> oh. Cute. So um, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be reading today. Of course. Well, I mean, I think we're all familiar with John Baldman. I mean, after all, they have been made into blockbuster Hollywood films. Yeah. Uh, anyone who's flown an airplane has probably seen John Baldman Part 1, Last Hair Standing, or John Baldman Part 2, Justice is a Dish Best Served Bald, or John Baldman Part 4, The Lonely Follicle, which was split into three parts by director Peter Jackson. Oh, mm. wow. How did yes. you How did you feel about that decision? Of uh, Peter Jackson to to split them. Yeah, I loved it. Honestly, more more screen time for my mainest man, Bruce Willis. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, and yes, and uh, for anyone who's been living under a rock, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Bruce Willis stars as uh, John Baldwin. Yes, yeah. And yes. I've been saying John Baldwin because I thought no, it's Baldman. 
Anything you do is correct, Michael. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's really nice of you to say. Mm-hmm. I, okay, because I've also been saying it, uh, John Baldman. It's pronounced Baldman. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Huh. It's been, it's, you pronounce it the way I have been pronouncing it, which is Baldman. Okay. Sorry. You know, there, it, there's something about um, Colin's energy that's just so off-putting. Agreed. And I do want to let sh- the listeners know that me, Michael Wolf, a 30-year-old male, am, I wouldn't say balding rapidly as much as Pretty bald already. I would say handsoming rapidly, right here. Okay, friendo. thank Boom. you. Okay, I'll do that. I, I also agree that uh, both you guys are handsome, and uh, <laughs> you know, I think I'm also you know, you know a handsome guy too. It's just cool how different countries have different kind of beauty standards, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're stuck here in the U.S. with a very, you know, a uh, very narrow uh, view of what is considered handsome. Yes. And for too long, I think we've been stuck into this. Oh, you've got to have hair. Mm. To be handsome. And that's, I just don't, Colin, I don't think that's true. And I'm sick of you saying it. I, I don't, I never, I never said that to you, Michael. I tell you how handsome you are all the time. How so, come you've never set me up on a date with any of your friends or sisters? Because yes. you're in a committed relationship. That doesn't mean I don't want to do a little hanky-panky on the side. Well, I, <sighs> and I don't, for the record, but at least you could offer and let me say no. He's so right. it, was, it was rude of me not to offer one of my siblings to go or on a date friends. or friends or to go sisters, on a date with yes. you. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I I apologize. I never just never seems like you were looking at me as a man with no hair. You think, "Oh, he probably couldn't even get a kiss if he wanted." Mm. That's not true. That's not true. I don't think that at all. Enough from you. Um, Hank. Yes. So what today uh will you be will you be reading? Uh tonight I'll be reading from my very first John Baldman book Ooh. entitled John Baldman The Bald Avenger. Chills. The floor is yours. Chapter one. Midnight. A New York City apartment in Chelsea. On the floor was lingerie and red high heels. A woman in bed purred contentedly. She was super hot and awoke and saw John Baldman putting on his clothes, his head glistening with post-coital sweat if you know what I mean. He was everything she wanted. Bald, strong, bald. Are you leaving so soon? I wanted to run my fingers through your head veins again. Bald man put on his black turtleneck. He looked stunning. The moon, that beautiful gray bald planet, shone down as he stepped out onto the street. It was crowded, like a shower drain filled with useless hair. It was cold out. Not just because it was five degrees and bald man refused to wear a hat on principle. No, this was a deeper cold. Someone was out there killing off men from his old Green Beret team. Good men like Mark Shiny Top, with a head as clean as a prayer in church. And Hector Cabeza, a sniper who could shoot the wig off a coward at 1,500 yards. They'd fought together, bled together, waxed each other. Now they were all dead. Bald man thought, If I can't protect our bald brothers, then you can be damn sure I'll bald avenge them. Suddenly a punk with a knife appeared. Give me your money, baldy! He had a bright red ponytail that flapped against his head like a stupid limp penis. He stabbed the top of bald man's head. (laughs) And the blade snapped in half like it hit a bully. Now the punk was scared because he knew bald people have more testosterone. It's a scientific fact. There was another thing bald man had. Less wind resistance. 
You see, he was more aerodynamic and moved faster than anyone with hair possibly could. He turned his forehead, a streetlight reflected off his glorious dome, into the punk's eyes. Bald man focused all his energy into his head and charged the punk like a battering ram, crushing his sternum like it was made of Kleenex. Bald man grabbed the ponytail and tore out a fistful. Looks like you're having a bad hair day. <laughs> Chapter 2! John Baldman was at his construction job, smashing nails into plywood with his rock-hard forehead. He was interrupted by Detective Tina Marconi. Hello. Mm. Are you John Baldman? Tina had never seen a man like this, seven foot one, two hundred pounds of muscle. He looked like a condom filled with raw chicken thighs. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, he said, walking up to her. Tina was there to question him, but was overwhelmed by attraction and kissed him instead, right in the mouth. Her ample bosom heaved up and down, breasts bouncing like two bald heads in the middle of her body. She pulled away and whispered, Ooh, studies show that women actually prefer bald men. I know. Those studies were conducted in my bed. <laughs> Chapter 3 Suddenly the evil Damien Longmane appeared with his disgusting smelling hair He somehow had a man bun, dreadlocks, cornrows, and a mullet He looked dumb He also looked like Colin Longmane pointed a gun at Baldman Ready to die? He shrieked in a high-pitched voice Annoying and possibly impotent Baldman took out his enormous 44 Magnum. The chamber was filled with the pure penetrative force of six perfectly smooth bullets, not a single hair on any of them. He pulled the trigger, the sound of the shots echoing in the air. Bald! Bald, bald! Bald, bald, bald! Longmane pee-peed himself and poo-pooed himself. That's all you get today, gentlemen. Wow. Wow. That was scintillating. <laughs> and you. I Fantastic. mean that on purpose because of all the skin that was in it, particularly on the heads of the good guys. This and, guy gets it. This yeah. guy gets it, and I like what I hear. <laughs> I really and I do. also liked it, so I guess I also get it, right? Well, a broken clock is right twice a day. Oh. Can I can I just really quick take a take a look at the, the book you brought in and just flip to the paint? It says looks like looks dumb like Colin in the book. How did yeah. you, this is before you met me. How did you even? I mean, he's, this is why he's a great author. Oh, yes. God. Also, Colin is just a dumb name that dumb people have. I agree with that. I mean, personally, when I, if I hear just the name Colin, it doesn't sound like a word to me personally. Yeah. That's yeah. why I don't see any Colin Firth movies or Colin Fertile movies. Mm. Yeah. Colin Fertile? <laughs> or Colin Fertile. <laughs> did I say Fertile? I think I said Firth. Or Colin Farrell? It sounded like fertile. Well, um, regardless, we'll keep we're not it making in. Any, we'll we're not making any claims to whether or not Colin Firth is fertile. 
No, and Colin Farrell, I don't even care if he's fertile because I'm not going to sleep with him based on his bad first name. Mm, agreed. Now, speaking of good first names, John, mm, John name. Baldwin. Good name. What a cool character. Can you talk about crafting a leading man, a, a protagonist mm. that captures the heart of a nation? Yes, well... Basically, what I did was I read a Lee Child book. You familiar with him? He wrote the Jack Reacher novels. Yeah, uh, from, sure. Which yeah. got turned into the Jack Reacher movies. Uh, correct. Yes. yes. That's how I know them. I mostly did a find and replace. Oh, wow. From, from the from the galley. Yeah. Okay. Now, how? Um, I guess my follow up question would be, how is that legal? Um, well, the good thing about America is that the court systems take a while to catch up. Sure. And in that time, cha-ching, you can make multi-million dollar movies, my oh, friend. Oh, baby. And by then, you have the money to pay for really good lawyers. Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm defended by, um, the guy who defended OJ, Johnny Cochran. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Johnny Cochran. He's great. Number one in the biz. He's so good. So Number one good. In the biz. So good to good. know he's still working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Did you ever ask him about the OJ stuff? Uh, he's not allowed to legally talk about it, but of yeah. course, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the, but, so you, cool. but you, like, sometimes take him aside and you're like, come on. We all know, come on. right? I mean, well, I'm not telling tales out of school here, <laughs> yeah. right? No, but you were brave enough to admit to plagiarizing these books, which I think more authors should do. Yeah. Gotta well, have big balls if you want to knock down walls, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I'm modernizing the Bible, and every time it says uh, stone tablet, I just take out the word stone. And so it's just like a Kindle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or an iPad, any sort of e-reader. Um, I like this idea. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be really good. And well, I'm going to call it New Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. also, the New New Testament. Yes. yes. Exactly. Oh, wow. Newest yeah. Testament. Yeah. Well, they also say, you know, a good artist borrows, a great artist steals. Mm. So actually, I think Colin, I said Colin, your that. stock is rising in my book. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, did you say it? I think that was you're my book. You're a plagiarist, Colin. Oh, I don't like you. God Michael, damn it. you're number one. Thank you very much. God damn it. So um, when did you first realize that you were, in fact, a writer? Oh, great question. What was the young life like for Hank Noharia? Uh, well, you see, uh, I very tragically, or should I say heroically, started losing my hair at 15. Mm, mm-hmm. Just started falling out in clumps in the shower. Uh, wow, clumps. I was, yeah, I was a um, very stressed child. Sure, at 15. Uh, uh, what did you have to worry about? Uh, girls. Sure. Girls, mm. primarily. Uh, I tried everything, you know. I... Uh, I would take hairs that had fallen out of my head and then stand in front of my reflection in the bathroom and then light them on fire mm. and use that as a threatening tactic to the hairs that were still on my head. Say, hey, this is going to be you, buddy, yes. if you fall off. That's what happens if you leave home. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did not work. No? That okay. did not work because hair is not alive. No. It burns like it's alive, but it does not. It smells great. It. Yes. Burnt hair. Agreed. Agreed. Really Strong good. agree. Hard yes. Uh, and so that was the beginning. That was the beginning of uh, of Hank Nohario the man. Now is yeah. that a is that a is Nohario a pen name or is that your birth name? It's my Good. legal god name given birth name. <laughs> wow. wow, you really grew into okay, it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, it's it's Italian. Um, I similarly. Uh, Michael Wolf. Yes. Uh, that name is very ironic. Uh, yes. Because I was hit by a car driven by Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> So irony is a writer's friend. Irony, irony is a writer's friend. Exactly. Um, and Colin O'Brien, uh, that's just a bad name. Yes. Yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. made up. Yeah, uh, it means son of garbage. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. In the original Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Gaelic. In Gaelic. Yeah. In the yeah. original yes. Gaelic. Yeah. Wow. That's, oh, meaning that's son of, fitting. and Brian meaning garbage. <laughs> garbage. Now, yeah. um, Hank, did you write any books before the John Baldwin series that you stole? Um, you know what. 
there were a few. Uh, I collaborated. Uh, are you familiar with David Baldacci? Um, yeah, I, I know. know David Baldacci. But yes, he writes a bunch of thrillers. He's kind yeah, of like really a third-rate Lee Child. Okay. Uh, I, I did You're not going to steal from him. you got to go right to like the Lee Child. Well, when I started, I did a find and replace for David Baldacci. Okay. Got you. And you oh, found okay. about the same level of success as that. So you exactly. found that your success has sort of mirrored yes. the people you've... St- Stolen it's from. commensurate yeah. with the with the with the originality of the work. <laughs> That's the really smart. Taking. Yeah. So, would you say that if you're going to steal, steal from somebody who has had a lot of success, steal from the best, baby, mm-hmm. steal from wow. the best. Now, I also because when I steal, I steal from dollar stores and stuff. Maybe oh, I should start yeah. stealing from star- targets. And... Yeah, you can do better. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's you can true. Do better mm. CB two. Oh, baby, my, why not CB one? <laughs> Design within reach. Yeah. <laughs> West uh, Elm, East Elm. I also I like. Uh, in these stories that there's a lot of uh, there's also a lot of scientific uh, mm, facts yes. mm-hmm. you're learning so and they you'd think that they'd maybe be footnotes but they're right in there in the text you mm, know like yes. studies show that uh, <laughs> you know uh, uh, you know, bald men have more testosterone yeah oh, that's yeah. just known I mean anyone yeah. who's on Facebook and has read a link shared yeah. by a bald friend knows that that is true yeah it's true yeah, yeah. or yeah. like watched one Joe Rogan stand up special correct <laughs> you have to look at that guy and you know. Um, so what with the science? Do you do you have footnotes in there? Is the, are your books annotated? Uh, no, they're all facts. Uh, you see, uh, okay. I'm a <laughs> that answers my question. <laughs> I'm a I'm a member of the National Institute of Bald Health. Okay, I'm also uh, actually founded it, and uh, every once a month we uh, we we have we release a newsletter with uh, factoids, interviews with uh, you know famous met Wallace Shawn, oh yeah, Royer, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Michael Jordan, uh, yeah. Stanley Tucci, uh, uh, all uh, these famous, yeah, all I, the famous men. I love that. Uh, yeah, uh, trying to project this uh, this image of uh, you know being virile. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> your first two were Wallace Shawn and Vern. I mean, I will They're say famous, there are baby. Wallace Shawn. My dinner with Andre. That movie is, is scintillating. Uh-huh. You know, you watch that and you you're just like. Oh, I mean, I'm enraptured from the beginning, and I know for a fact that he stalked a, a family friend of mine, and this is true, uh, for a long time in the West Village. Mm. He would follow her around and go into a store where she worked. That is, I, I'm going to kick him out of the club. That is, we, we do not tolerate that. And then, so I guess there's now an opening in the club. Oh. Yes, there is an opening. For oh. for one person at this table. All right. I won't point fingers, but I'm pointing my finger directly at Michael. Right yes. now. You know, it's just that's that, what I'm talking about. Michael, I introduced you to this series. Like I, I'm such. I'm a introduce big, him to your sibling. <sighs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thanks a lot for the series. I would have found it anyway. It's I'm a the bigger series. fan. Yeah, sure, you're a big fan, but then why don't you shave your head and then get lasers mm. uh, shot on it yeah. so the hair never grows? You know, it's laser not like hair it, removal for your hair. It's not yes. like my hair is in style or any. It's like I, I'm not it's like very <laughs> quaffed. You every time Harry Styles gets a haircut, you go to the your barber. I almost said dentist, which is a barber for your uh, teeth. Well, it's, it's and been you a while show for a you guys. Yeah, Harry Styles. So. I know. I don't even remember. I'm saving so much money on shampoo being bald. So much money at the barber. You go to your barber. You pick up a picture of Harry Styles and you say, "Cut me to look like him." Yeah, mm, yeah. this but curly. Yeah. You should shave your head. Then you can join, uh, you know, there's an, much like uh, Eminem has the real Slim Shadies, uh-huh. who are his acolytes, I have the real uh, Baldies. 
and they dress like me and shave their head and they hang out and and if I'm in public they flock. That oh, is the flock. the greatest compliment to to uh, a bald man such as yourself mm. is when legions of male fans with full heads of hair who will shave them off yeah, and follow true. you around. Yes. Yeah. My my readings are normally crammed shoulder to shoulder standing room capacity only with bald men. Wow. I love I love Eminem. Uh he's one of the few people with hair. Fortunately his hair is, you know, dyed short, yellow so short and, and it's di- short. Yeah, and it, so it kind of looks yes. like he's bald. I love Eminem if you so squint, much. Squint, it looks like he just like he looks got like, he's, like a custard on his yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. I stand Eminem. I think he's so great. I stand <laughs> That's him. Great. I I I will say that when I uh about 10 years ago I did uh shave my head and the people I was mm. compared to were much more attractive than the people I'm compared to now. Were you compared uh, with, to Vern Troyer? <laughs> no, I mean that guy. You know, that, that, I wish. that guy bangs. Yeah. Yeah. That guy bangs. Yeah. Now, um, I once speaking of banging. Yeah. Oh yes. I was so impressed by um your well fleshed out, well rounded female characters in Thank the book. You. Thank I you. was so impressed by the pains you Mark took. Coney, hello. I loved how the second after the name, which you even. Uh, even in saying the name, you someone made it sexual. You immediately went and described their physical attributes. Yes, that's right. That's and right. I just so like, what is that like when you're trying to come up with a good, strong female lead to counter a, a John Baldwin? Well, you know, with all characters, I start uh, uh, outside in. You know, that's the most important thing. How hot are they? Yeah, you don't start a mm-hmm. house by uh, saying, well, I guess the bed will go here. You start by the walls. Correct. And, the, and then you paint them. Correct and wisely spoken. Yeah, so Thank I you. start from the outside. I'm, I, I rate them in my mind on a scale of <laughs> one to ten in terms of how hot they are. Okay. And then I start, and then I draw a picture of them. So when you're coming up with a character, you're like, this character is a Ten. Right, but then, there's only one ten in my books, baby. Oh, right, John Baldwin. That's right. Uh, so, so it's a usually a nine or lower. Oh yeah, yeah. nine nine is like if if I'm feeling really generous. Normally okay. they're like sevens. You know okay. what I mean? Gotcha. But the women are hot. The women are always like super, like 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 model hot. Okay, so the women will be more like eights and nines, and then the men who are not John Baldwin in your book are, are like like sixes at okay. best. Mm, okay. At okay. Best. Well. Okay. But that doesn't stop them from being uh, these competent, exciting characters mm, who yes. help move the story along. Tina Marconi is good at her, I believe she's a detective? She's you don't know? Her, I don't, don't look at me. I certainly don't know. 50-50, she's a detective. Okay, wow. That's I, exciting. I guess we didn't get it in uh, in the excerpts you read today, but also usually in your books, because I've read them all, uh, after you name- a All when, 38 of them? Yep. Uh, it, as he soon is as a you, huge fan. Yeah. It's actually kind of pathetic. <laughs> Just Got him in hardcover and softcover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That, that when a character is introduced, you always say their rating right after that in the book. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes yeah. there's even a crude pencil drawing that looks like, um, I don't know, a horny teenager drew it. Yeah, well, I like, I have a sketchbook uh-huh. and I regularly, I bought a, uh, I treated myself for my birthday. I got myself one of those black wing notebooks with the black wing pencils. Ooh. Have you seen these things? I actually mm. honestly haven't. Oh my goodness. I'll don't, Google them. Don't, I know about a bullet journal. Is this one of those? Uh, this makes bullet journals look like friggin' BB gun tiddlywinks journals. If oh, you know what I'm wow. Okay. And that's why you're the big box hit writer. Because <laughs> that just came right out and it was so sharp. You took it down. So is a black wing like, um, it's got to be like a moleskin. Uh, it's a fancy pencil, baby. Oh, it's a pencil. You go into any bougie notebook store and there uh, it is. Those, wow. those pencils literally cost like $5 for a wooden pencil. Holy Whoa. crud. Holy moly. That's amazing. I can't wait to get one enough. Uh, I can't wait to get one. 
to show that I'm actually very rich. I'll give you one, my friend. <gasps> hey, you know what? Uh, we have. Uh, you're going to be now that you're a member of the National uh, Board of Bald Men. Yeah, uh, you'll join our our hallowed ranks. Uh, you would meet your bu- your brothers. Uh, other members include LL Cool J, mm-hmm. um, Mike Tyson. Whoa. Um, Gandhi. <laughs> That's incredible. Gandhi's a member. Oh, wow. I love Gandhi. And Specifically, uh, his appearance. Yes. Oh, he, that, that, so that, cool. guy, that guy's a 10. Style icon. Now, Gandhi. I have to ask, um, in addition to applying, like, what do I have to do to get into this club, Hank? Do I have to submit? Uh, do I have to do any, do I have to show you any paperwork or do you, you have to rub my head? your hair off your head. Oh, I am so ready to do that. I do that all the time. Then this guy's ready. Okay. This guy's ready. How about Howie Mandel? Is he in there? Sure. Okay, great. What about somebody like a Jason Statham? Jason Statham is a part-time member. Yeah, because sometimes he grows it up. He does it real short, you know what I mean? And that's kind of like a coward's move, I find. It shows, hey, I could grow hair if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. It's almost like he's bragging, which is... Doesn't look cool. No, no, not cool at There's all. There's no room for bragging in mm. the, in this club. Now, mm-hmm, I yeah. wanted to bring up something uh, just between us, Hank. Mm. Sometimes when we go out to parties or sometimes we go to big conventions, Colin will wear a bald cap. Um, he'll like kind of, he'll say he's cosplaying. He usually does it to try and like pick up girls because he wants to have more game and he'll wear a bald cap i kind of find it a little offensive i just offensive. wanted to see from you what do you it think? is very offensive and i'm okay. glad you brought this up okay. because this is the exact kind of anti-defamation the national bald board mm-hmm. is it's anti-defamation it's, yeah that's <laughs> and this is what well, we're doing he's, is the anti-defamation he's doing the defamation and, and we you and i be, are doing the yeah. anti- see, I, I think it, it's it's a compliment i want to look like you guys no could you go in you say hey everybody look at me i'm terry bradshaw and i say no you're not don't steal his valor Yes, yes. You're trying to steal someone's thunder, but you yeah. didn't walk the walk in order to talk the talk. I'm he- trying to walk the walk. I want to talk the talk. But then be yourself. Shave your own head. Don't go to a party and introduce yourself as Michael Chiklis. Honestly, I I wouldn't even accept a shave. It's got to fall out naturally because of genetics. <sighs> oh, God. There's, there's there's a very specific... I mean, wow. I, I don't want to... I don't want to... You know what? There's there's a there's a faction of the bald board that is hardcore right wing and thinks that you have to lose it naturally. naturally. You can't naturally. just shave it because then you're just a tourist. Then you're okay. just a tourist. Yeah. Oh. That's that's what can be I can yeah I get I get what you're saying. Like I can leave anytime I want, and that's right. That's not and fair that's to insulting. the hardcore. That's yeah. insulting. You know, I, I just feel like I'm learning so much. And I really I know I know, you know, you guys are a little resistant to me but being in this club, but I, I do appreciate uh, you sort of opening my eyes to all this. Mm. Uh, yeah, I really do. Please Awkward. let me in the club. Awkward. Please it let me feel in the club. so desperate. Please let me in the club. You're not allowed in the club. Can You're going to have- be outside the door next to Wallace Shawn, our disgraced former member. What? Don't leave me with him. Mm. You might have to be with him. Imagine conversation with that guy. Uh, oh, no fun. God damn it. You're a little bit. Um, who is the uh, Who is the Conan band leader? Jimmy <laughs> Vivino? No, Max, the wine Max truck. Weinberg? You're a little too Max Weinberg oh. and not enough Paul Schaefer. That's <laughs> that's the way I'd put it. I don't know. To use just like something that I'm gonna I write you a check, do. Michael. That one was solid gold. Now, okay, there are some people like Lord Voldemort, who mm. he's balls, very balls. Shout out to that guy. Love him. Do we? Okay, so you love, love him hard in on him because he definitely yes. did. I think the term for what he did would be genocide. <laughs> But that being said, 
He's bald. I don't think he, he has bald. any hair on Zero. him. He he's, doesn't even have nostrils, which is the hair of the nose. He's, you're right. He's more snake than man. And honestly, a he, snake is the second sexiest creature after a shark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most smooth creature in God's Sharks are so smooth. Smooth as hell. Mm-hmm. So would you say when, when a baby's born, no hair on their head, do you like a baby? And then as they get hair, they get you, uglier. You get they, they get, get uglier, uglier. Yeah. and you won't talk to them. You won't you won't converse. I just find them distasteful. Their hair starts but falling the, out but again. then exactly, yeah. yes. If they're lucky, yeah. their hair starts falling out. Yeah. And okay. then it's like, oh hello, you just got interesting again. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Also going back to Voldemort for a second. Yes, please. That guy bangs like crazy. Oh, Bellatrix yeah. Lestrange, come on. Yeah, he's getting we some can Lestrange. Read this yeah, hello. Yeah. Yes. Hello. Hello. Ding dong. Kaboom. Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew. He's a pet who grew on me. Yes, he's and then Voldemort probably kissed him. And you, Colin, I'm not you following need to that be, last Colin, one. you need to be a little less Mark Zuckerberg and a little more Jeff Bezos. <laughs> right there. He's correct, as usual. And I'm burning you and roasting you so good. Mm-hmm. I From now on, Michael can't have his computer when he's burning and roasting These me. These are just coming from, from my own mind. You know, this is just stuff that I'm thinking of on the spot. Who's the actor who played the mummy in the first The Mummy with Brad oh, Fraser? Oh, wait, that wasn't Billy Zane, was it? It was Billy Zane. Was, was it Billy Zane? Billy Zane and, yeah. ooh, Michael, if, if oh. we ever make a film about you, I'm casting Billy Zane as you. Oh, that is very exciting. Mm-hmm. So you'd be more of a... sense The Mummy? Oh, I don't and know. And then you, you'd be, <laughs> I would cast Wallace Shawn, but with a wig on. Ah, oh, come on. That stinks, so you're not even getting the full power. Uh. Now, um, Hank... Mm. Really quickly, could you rate the four main um, uh, Seinfeld cast members in order of how much you like them? Easy. (laughs) Easy. Number one, George Costanza. Okay, great. Number two, Larry David from behind the camera. Okay, wow, (laughs) he's not normally... He's not normally getting ranked in the I top guess he four. was the he was the cape guy. He was wearing the cape in that one okay. episode. So okay. it counts, so it counts. He stole the scene. Yeah. He, he stole pushed the scene. out. Um, I guess I guess this is tough. Elaine? Yeah, because Elaine has the longer hair, but both Jerry and Kramer, their hair is in your face. Yes. It's very big. It's bragging. Yeah. It's bragging. <laughs> they have a they have an unfair riot of hair on their heads. Are they tied for last? Yes, tied for last, dead last. Wow. Now, do you find that with uh uh, women, do you also like women who are also losing their Great hair? Great question, Colin. <laughs> Great question. You know what? I've had sex with bald women and robust hair-having uh-huh. women. And I gotta say, when they have robust hair, I'm a little bit jealous. A little bit jealous? A little bit jealous. Okay. Mm. I, I, it, wow, it's just betraying some sort of internal self-hatred. I went on a date and I asked the woman who had long, beautiful hair if I could... You know when you take someone's hair and frame it over your own head and you're like, what if? And yeah, this was you, a first date? You mean wigging. This was a first you date. You mean wigging. We were at... Yes, wigging. Of <laughs> yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. I did that and I took a selfie and uh, that selfie got more likes than my professional grade headshot. Wow. Which is... You know, it's hard sometimes being an artist. It's hard. Truly, truly. Well, is. you're putting yourself out there, and when your real self is denied, it hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. And to see something where you're masquerading with, oh, I have hair, I have hair, I could I could do this if I wanted, people applaud that. It it, it really sucks. I only the, I only get likes when I kind of um, show a lot of skin on mm-hmm. my Instagram, yeah. and yes. that's, that's disappointing for me because otherwise I'm doing my, what I like to call my blood paintings, 
and I post those. It's like, you know, Rorschach, Rorschach tests. Sure. Um, blood, like ink splatters. I do those with blood and instead of on a piece of paper, I just do it on the ground. So it sounds have, like you're just bleeding. <laughs> well, that's definitely a big part of it. And then the second part is take a picture and then you look at it and you say, what does this look like? And a lot of my doctors have said, this looks like my, you have a, you're a hemophiliac. <laughs> so, uh, interesting question, interesting point that you raise about the bald woman, because it reminds me of, uh, the 36th book in the John Baldman mm. series. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good book. Uh, John Baldman and the Best Kind of Eagle. <laughs> and that one, uh, I introduced John Baldman's sister, Joan Baldman, and oh. she's bald. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. She's bald. She's like a female John Baldman. Uh, awesome. and, and, and she's very powerful in that book. She, first of all, she's a 10. She's oh baby and she uh th- there's there's a climactic scene where damien longmane is hiding in his um wig factory mm-hmm. and uh what a coward not a, only does he have long hair but he also has to wear wigs on top of it he, if he were an animal he would be a rat wearing a toupee oh uh and joan baldman climbs into one of those human cannonball things and launches it and her head yeah brings the building down whoa oh, whoa that's and I'm really like, powerful. and I will, I will tell you right now. As I wrote that, I was like, if only I could meet Joan Baldwin in real life, then <laughs> you wrote your own crush into existence. I did, wow. I did. You have to write what you want. That yeah. that is sexy. That's sexy. Now, um, I would love to hear. Do you have any exciting new writing? Anything coming up that mm. you would like to share with us? Mm. Great question, Michael. I do. In fact, uh, this is very exciting. Actually, there's there's a couple of pieces of information I'd like to share. Uh, one is audiobooks. Hello. The John Baldwin series will soon be available on audiobooks, and because of an NDA, I can't say who will be reading all 38 installments. But let's just say it's the world's most famous bald man, and his name rhymes with Sir Matrix Stewart. Oh. Mm, Billy Corgan. Mm, thank you. <laughs> No. Oh, oh, shoot. I'm bad with rhymes. You're bad well, that with was, rhymes. That was, Michael was, it was more of a slant rhyme, so it's, yeah. that's fair, Michael. Yes. Thank yeah. you, Colin. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, and I would also love to read a uh, still being edited mm. rough draft of the 39th book. Uh, this is, uh, this is from, this is an excerpt from my newest book, John Baldman, Hairless Whisper. Pardon my French, but this book is going to be fucking crazy. Pardon. <clears throat> Bald man awoke to find himself in a space that was gross, dark, and cramped, like a hairy 1970s butthole. He heard the steady hum of an old diesel engine. He would bet his life he was in the trunk of a 1974 Chevy. He didn't know where he was going, and he didn't care. He thought, what happened? Then he remembered, earlier that day, two punks at the pharmacy sold him a new kind of shaving cream to shave his head. Those punks must have drugged him by putting a sedative in the shaving cream. Even worse, the punks had pompadours. They stole his forty-four Magnum, but Bald Man always had a weapon. Using his head, he pounded on the trunk door, a steady thud. Doom, doom, doom. It was like a war drum, his skull against Detroit metal. A lesser man, a man with hair, probably would have died. But Bald Man had no hair. Bald Man was bald. He cut his head on the metal and blood dripped down his face. Bald Man was delirious and blacked out. Unconscious, he had a flashback to when he first learned he was losing his hair at 15 years of age. His father said, Going bald, son? 
Why don't you get that surgery where they take hair from the back of your head or your butt and implant it on top of your head and it costs a lot of money and the results are not guaranteed, whatever that thing is called. I would never do that, the young bald man said. That's what cowards do. A man accepts his baldness with dignity because bald is beautiful. And I am thankful for my mother's father, who was bald as a plucked goose and passed his genes down to me. I would also never try to create misdirection away from my head by growing facial hair like the coward Shaquille O'Neal. Then the young bald man bought a $3 razor, shaved his head, and immediately lost his virginity. Bald man came too. He, he had smashed the car trunk open. He got up and maneuvered into the back seat while the car was still driving. The punks driving didn't hear a thing because the song Zero by the Smashing Pumpkins was playing. Thank you, Billy Corgan, my bald brother, said bald man. Yes. He grabbed one of the punks by his unhygienic mop and mashed it against the window so hard it exploded like a ripe melon. The car screeched to a stop. Bald man turned to the other punk. Please, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. Damien Longmane sent us to kill you. Then you're going to tell me how to find Damien Longmane. Him and his icky, hairy, tiny little ding-dong. That's all you get. Wow, that was incredible. Thank you. I am so excited. Thank when you. can we uh when can we expect more of that? Drops 2020, baby. Oh, oh wow. And then you know they're going to make a movie on uh, mm-hmm. about it too and it's going to be a blockbuster. Yes. Oh, uh, I just Elba is in talks of shaving his head, which wow. normally I would go against but you got to say yes to hide yourself. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I well, yeah, I mean, you take what you can get. Take what you I'm say. I'm loving this so much. <laughs> so so I guess it's like a, a James Bond sort of thing where like every couple of years, every couple of films they can they can change exactly. the the main actor. Exactly. Right? Uh so it wouldn't be, it's not going to be confusing for fans <laughs> like wasn't Bruce Willis in all of these yeah, it changes. It's it's like Doctor Who. It's yes. not up one person. It's a role and gotcha. different people mm-hmm. can play it. There's many there's many actors that have become John Baldman, you know, uh, uh, we asked Michael Jordan. Uh, yeah, great actor. Great he was actor. so good in Space Jam. Um, uh, Marlon Wayans, he's the bald one, right? Him. Mm-hmm. Um, Vern Troyer, of course. Of course, uh, yeah. It's uh, a stable, it's a stable. John Malkovich, uh, Jerry, yes. P- Jeremy Piven after Entourage. Oh, I love okay. late yeah. Jeremy Piven. Mm-hmm. John Travolta now. John, John Travolta, Travolta now, exactly yeah. now. Yeah. He's never met her. Never been better. Never been Never. better. Uh, His acting Sir, is Sir really Ben Kingsley. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, Specifically yeah. when he's playing Gandhi. That was a great, great role for him. Again, Perfect style time. icon. Perfect Gandhi. Yeah. yeah. Would hit. Would I hit hate that. Jesus. Because he's got that long, long hair. I, I wish there was a... I, and I actually think a lot of the depictions of Jesus are wrong. They yeah. show this... Mm. Uh, man with this long hair. Hippie. I think Jesus, if you read the Bible closely, Jesus was bald. Mm-hmm. And in my update, it's going to say that. It's going to be specifically people gathered around as the hot Egyptian sun, the hot Nazarene sun <laughs> you know, bounced you know, off his you know head. Who's cold, you know who keeps cool underneath that hot Nazarene sun? Bald boy. Bald boy. <laughs> yeah, bald boy. And this is not the first time Michael has said, I hate Jesus on this podcast. Yes. No, no but your this t-shirt says sense. it very plainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got a lot In of different Helvetica campaigns font. against that guy. <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, I, I wish we could stay and talk all day, but sadly, uh, I have to run because I'm getting my Rogaine uh, prescription refilled. Um, so we do have to cut this a little bit short. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm also sorry because I have bald chlamydia. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, we should put we should put some sort of guard in front of these mics. Maybe is bald chlamydia different than chlamydia? Yes, it affects your mouth. 
Oh. So you have mouth chlamydia? Yes. yes. Oh. Huh. Well, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess they say, like, you hugged. know, like, uh, like uh, pubic hair, like, guards against some like uh diseases yeah. right and so like well, if you if you have or i guess it's the it's the shaving it's the nixon cuts and stuff. oh sure yeah. yeah but i mean i guess if you're shaving your head too you could get mouth chlamydia all i know is that people with pubic hair are weak so you you're bald down there too 100 percent. huh and that was also it naturally <laughs> shark on top shark on the bottom <laughs> i have not that route has not happened to me i've got almost the opposite problem oh and it is a it is a problem. Mm, it's, it's like a, uh, a a a bush down there. It's flat. It's the hair goes straight down. It's been straightened. It's not like a bush. It's like, like, like a, a curtain. Merkin? It's like a curtain. It's like before a play. So you would part the, it. You would part the curtain to reveal. It's like one of those I beaded. beaded cur- it's like a beaded curtain. I tried to <laughs> just more hair. Wow. So I'm getting a perm next week. So it looks like normal pubes. So. I, anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm speechless. Yeah, well, I mean, you probably shouldn't talk with the mouth clipping. <laughs> That's why you did the big coughs in between each chapter. Uh, yes, my doctor says I'm dying, but he has hair, so I don't believe it. Oh, I was dying last episode. Were you? Yeah. Oh, but, uh, but oh yeah, Michael, what happened? Didn't that? happen. No, no, I'm fine. Turns okay. out it's fine. I was holding the chart upside down. <laughs> Well, um, Hank Noharyo, thank you so much. Lastly, do you have any writing advice for young aspiring writers out there? Yes. Go out there, buy a $3 Bic razor, shave every piece of hair off your goddamn face and body, and then really start living. Bic, they make great razors, make great pens. Shave and start writing. Boom, that's shave perfect. And start writing. We should get sponsored by them. Yeah. Fortunately, we're, uh, all of our sponsors are they're bad and they're pulling out quick because they listened. What uh, what's one of your sponsors? Lamps, <laughs> just just the product of lamps. Yeah, yeah. We we tried to get more specific, and they're like, oh, they, nobody wants to put their name on it. Mm. So we just have to every couple of days do an ad for just lamps. And then any any brand name lamp company has pulled out. Yeah, we get sued if yeah, we say a brand name. Similar to like milk, beef. You know, those sort of ad campaigns. It just is what it is. That's a lot of what our ad reads are. Lamps. It is what it is. I see the problem. You know. You know. Yeah. So the Pixar also sued us. Right. Yeah. Because of their famous lamp. Yeah. I believe that lamp's name is Lampy. Is that true? (laughs) Can't comment. Legally, we are not allowed to comment. Understood. And And that's the end of that chapter. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.